0: Welcome to the Psalms, a call to words podcast where timeless truths shape today's words. I am your host, David Bunce, and I hope that you will be blessed as we journey through the great songbook of the Bible. Perhaps you, like me, sometimes wonder, where has the time gone? It seems like just yesterday was 2022, and yet here we are almost a full month into 2023. In this psalm, we are reminded of how limited and fragile we are, and that our days are limited, that we are made this way as creatures, and David recognizes this in this psalm of lament, which has been called the most beautiful of all the elegies in the Psalter, because it brings us face to face with our finitude, that we are not limitless, that we are not infinite as God is. Rather, we have to recognize our own frailty, our own fallenness, our own sin nature. And the psalmist, as Spurgeon observes, is bowed down in the psalm with sickness and sorrow. He's burdened with unbelieving thoughts. He resolves to stifle, lest any evil should come from their expression. But silence creates an insupportable grief which at last demands utterance and obtains it in the prayer of verses three through six, which is almost a complaint and a sigh for death, or at best, a very desponding picture of human life. Then in verses seven through seventeen, the tone is more submissive, and the recognition of the divine hand more distinct. The cloud has evidently passed, and the mourner's heart is relieved. That's the goal of this psalm is to bring relief to the heart of David, which is troubled. Psalm 39, I said, I will guard my ways, that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle, so long as the wicked are in my presence. I was mute and silent. I held my peace to no avail, and my distress grew worse. My heart became hot within me. As I mused, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue, O Lord, make me know my end, and what is the measure of my days. Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few handbreadths, and my lifetime is as nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of the fool. I am mute. I do not open my mouth, for it is you who have done it. Remove your stroke from me. I am spent by the hostility of your hand. When you discipline a man who, with rebukes for sin, you consume like a moth what is dear to him. Surely all mankind is a mere breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. Look away from me that I may smile again before I depart and am no more. This look at human life and frailty is honest from the psalmist. He is declaring to us what it feels like in the throes of this distress that he feels, both for his own iniquity, his sin, but he is also trying to keep from sin. This shows us the difficulty of silence. Sometimes it is right and holy and good to be silent. Thomas Brooks observes there's seven different kinds of silence. There's a stoical silence, a politic silence, a foolish silence, a sullen silence, a forced silence, despairing silence, and a prudent, holy, gracious silence. Sometimes it is right that we should say nothing. We can think of Jesus standing before his accusers and being silent when they ask for him to defend himself. This was good and right. But then also, it's not always golden. In this psalm, David says he was mute and silent. He was doing this on account of the wicked, But then his heart became hot within him. He says, as I mused, the fire burned. This is meditation. And he finally speaks with his tongue. He can no longer hold in the thoughts that he is thinking. We should meditate before speaking. This is the famous hitting the pause button before we speak. Meditate so long, says Thomas Watson, that thou findest thy heart grow warm in its duty. If when a man is cold, you ask how long should he stand by the fire? Sure, till he be thoroughly warm and made fit for his work. So, Christian, thy heart is cold. Never a day, no, not the hottest day in summer, but it freezeth there. Now stand at the fire of meditation till thou findest thy affections warmed, and thou art made fit for spiritual service. So this waiting on the Lord is what determines whether we should speak or not speak. Sometimes we are to hold our tongues, to not say anything, otherwise we fall into sin. We know how small a member of the body, the tongue, as James speaks about it, can set ablaze so great a fire. We must remember the words we speak have great bearing upon us and upon others. The Lord wants us to recognize that we are to honor Him, Even in situations of lament and sorrow, this lamentation that David brings reminds us of Ecclesiastes and the book of Lamentations, which call us toward sorrow, that it's okay to grieve the loss and the pain that is felt in this life especially since we are temporary, temporary, temporal creatures. We are bound to time, unlike God. And so we sometimes feel that most intensely when reflecting on the days that go by. We see how quick they are. We're made just as a few handbreadths. There's just a little bit of time. We are measurable in the length of our days. And surely a man goes about as a shadow, David says. Um, then he reminds us even wealth as does the um, writer of Proverbs, that it does not always last. That the man who heaps up wealth doesn't even know who is going to gather it. Uh, I've heard it said before that you don't see a hearse pulling a U-Haul. The things that we gather and accumulate in this life are not intended to be taken forever. William Shakespeare quoted in Spurgeon's Treasury on the Psalms, uh, writes his famous poem where he says, Tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow creeps in this petty pace from day to day to the last syllable of recorded time, and all our yesterdays have lighted fools the way to dusty death. Out, out, brief candle, life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage, and then is heard no more. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury signifying nothing. This bleak outlook on life that Shakespeare brings is also realistic for life under the sun. And yet, humans are also created not only with the two items of dust and wind or breath as God breathed into Adam the breath of life. We are also eternal beings, future-oriented, that we will last forever and How do we experience that only through the life that Jesus Christ brings? But notice again, in verses 4 through 6, this fragility of life that the psalmist draws us to, rather than making a complaint, uh, one commentator observes, the psalmist asks God to make him realize just how short and insubstantial his life is. He's not alone. Everyone is fragile, even those who from the outside look as though their lives are together. All the things that we experience point us to our instability, our temporary nature. And so, what do we do? Well, the psalmist gives us an answer. Verse 7 says, what do we do? For what do I wait? My hope is in you. Our lives are made up so much of waiting on the Lord, and it's to be a waiting that trusts in Him. Even when His discipline is present— it's for our good. David asks for it to be removed, but he recognizes it was him who has brought himself into this state. And so finally, we hear in verses 12 through 13, this call to pray. Notice where David goes. He doesn't run away from God, but runs toward him. He sojourns with him. He's not a journeyer on his own, but he is sojourning with God. He's a guest like all of his fathers, continuing on this path of life that God has set out for him. And then, in this final verse, he asks God to look away. He's not asking God to leave him alone, but he is asking God to take away this uh, discipline that is over him. He is feeling the wrath of the consequences of God's judgment, and he is asking for deliverance from that. Otherwise, it's too heavy. Sometimes the presence of God can be so strong in our lives that we can't even handle it. And at other times, we feel his absence even more severely. In whatever season of lament or even in seasons of joy, may we remember our limitations and the fact that we are to number, to count our days, seeing that they are little. May we use them for the cause and glory of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this psalm that calls us to know more about you, to trust you, even in our darkest situations and circumstances. Lord, may you bring us joyful obedience. May you help us to know that we are sojourners and strangers on a journey that is temporary. Keep us focused on the prize, on the glory of Jesus Christ, using our days, our minutes, our hours for your kingdom, for the expansion of the gospel, For the glory of our Savior, and that we would be faithful stewards of each hour you give us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to The Psalms, a Call to Words podcast. For more content, just visit CallToWords.com. I hope you will join us again next time for more riches from The Psalms.